The Brewery Adventures podcast is sponsored by Rivalry Brews. Get beer shipped directly to your door from RivalryBrews.com. Rivalry Brews is an Ohio-based small business, and their craft beer boxes are a great gift idea for the beer drinker in your life. I personally use and love their service because there's no better mail than beer mail. Featuring top Ohio breweries like Urban Artifact, Twin Oast, Saucy Brew Works, Great Lakes, Fretboard, Masthead, Fatheads, and more, Rivalry Brews ships beers to 41 states. Get $5 or $10 flat rate shipping on all 12 plus beer orders and use code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order at rivalrybrews.com. That's code MMA McKinney for 10% off your order at rivalrybrews.com. Didn't get too far. Nineteen miles to the gas range now, and I never walked that far before. It tastes like candy and cigarettes. And at that point, welcome to the Brewery Adventures podcast. This is a little bit of a surreal moment for me. Hinted at this for a while, and on today's episode, finally, after years and years of, of wearing her down, my beautiful wife has decided to finally join me on a podcast, and that's what's happening. So, thank you for finally inviting me. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Do, I feel like people are going to overanalyze, psychoanalyze us during this, but. I don't know. We're just having fun. We're talking about a brewery that we both have been to, that we both love, that we um, maybe has like quickly turned into one of our favorites, um, even in a short amount of time. But we're talking about Esoteric Brewing today, Esoteric Brewing Co. Today, it's a brewery that is one of the closest breweries to our house in Cincinnati. And there's so much to talk about with this brewery. I mean, I don't know if you typically don't see like the amount of notes that I do for a, a, a brewery adventures podcast, but this one has a lot. And, yeah. and I think like just thinking about them, like, right. Don't you think they have a lot that to, to talk about just in such a short amount of time? Yes. I mean, they have not been around for very long, but there's a lot going on for sure. So yeah, they started, as you mentioned, opened up in 2020 after a long uh, kind of drawn out, uh, you know, multiple years. And, and we went to events even before they first opened and um, like br- tastings and things like that. We're going to talk about all the fun stuff. Uh, we are also, of course, drinking a beer from Esoteric Brewing tonight. We'll talk about that and all the fun stuff about the brewery right after this. Welcome back to the Brewery Adventures podcast. I am here today. I've feel like I said that you're my wife, but I didn't say your name. That is true. That's very rude of me. <laughs> I'm Angie. W- yes. My beautiful wife, Angie McKinney, formerly known as Angie Saunders. FKA Angie Saunders. <laughs> but yes. yeah, so we're just sitting in our dining room and recording a podcast. We're talking about esoteric and 
I feel like the the beer that we have from Esoteric, um, we're going to talk, of course, a lot about a lot of the beer that they have, but the beer that we chose to, to both drink on this podcast, I think is a perfect A of, you know, the type of beer that you love and I think we both yes. love, but also it, I think it really shows a lot of what Esoteric is. So we're drinking Kalima Coffee Cream Ale, and um, I know that you, you of course, mentioned to me multiple times that coffee beers are your favorite. Yes, this is easily my favorite style of beer, but Esoteric definitely does it really well. Um, almost every time we end up at the tap room, I end up getting one of these beers, which is kind of rare for me to repeat, um, but it's so good. It, like, it's that good. Yeah, so sorry if you hear... In the background, one of our dogs is chewing a bone. The other one is drinking water. So that's Samson and Willow. He's probably going to bark to be let out in a moment. <laughs> our, but <laughs> Of course, our, our third and fourth members of this podcast. But yeah, Kalima is a coffee cream ale. It says we take a crisp cream ale and infuse it with a special roasted La Terza coffee blend to provide a tantalizing twist that's refreshingly invigorating. And I think that, I think it was Dave, David Nelson said... Um, uh, he, who of course has been on this podcast, but he he said that, oh, like that's one of the surprising styles that Ohio is kind of known for. That coffee cream ale, like Wolf's Ridge has a really good one mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, even like uh, Woodburn, it was a, a coffee stout, but a blonde stout. But yeah. coffee beers, I think, are kind of what Ohio is like secretly known for. Of course, we have Bach beers, and you know, every every area has IPAs, but. This is like secretly, I think, one of our like styles as a state. And to see Esoteric come out with this beer is like you're really hanging their hat on this beer. And I think it was one of the first beers that they canned. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just to see them come out with a beer that's a really, really well done. And like they don't have to like say like, you know, we have to go with this crazy IPA or anything different. Like, no, it's just a really well-made beer that you know, we hang our hat on the fact that it's good beer versus like some sort of hype or anything like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, so there, there's so much. So first off, we're talking about Esoteric Brewing Company. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. They opened in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Cincinnati in 2020. Uh, They have a 6,000 square foot brewery and it's located in the Paramount building, which is a 1920s style art deco building. And I think the biggest thing, so we used to live in, Walnut Hills, like not even yeah. East Walnut Hills, the, the true Walnut Hills. Yeah, we lived down the street <laughs> from this brewery at one point. Yeah, and Walnut Hills is one of those areas that continues to just get more and more places. I think that um, there's just a big revitalization. Uh, as we were talking, we drove past the brewery today and we were mm-hmm. like, oh, there's actually a spruce nail, nail salon opening up across the street from where Esoteric is. And they're just Every time you, you, I think you turn around, there's more and more places that are opening up. And, and I think the neighborhood really kind of is a big part of what it makes esoteric. Like that's kind of the big, like their X factor, I think. Yeah. I think Walnut Hills, I mean, in general, that neighborhood is very big on community. Um, so I think they kind of embrace that as a brewery and they fit right in. Yeah. I mean, and we're, there's so much with like the community aspect that they've done uh, just outside of, I mean, brewing damn good beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, it's one of those places that you really wanted to like when they first opened because they were doing so many cool things. But um, 
I mean, they really backed it up with with the beer, but um, the owner, so the 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 guy who you know, this was his vision um, from a long time ago, is uh, Brian Jackson, who is the brewer, and then he um, became a brewer and was brewing at another brewery here locally called Mad Tree, and of course, you know, a lot of brewers that start out at other breweries are like, I want to eventually open up my own place, and he always had this goal and this dream. And eventually uh, teamed up with Marvin Abrinica, um, who uh, was a, a P&G alum and then started this company called Wonder Fund, which is a basically they fund local businesses. Um, you know, it's like a, a uh, like crowdfunding. Right. Mm-hmm. They they work with business, you know, and they're, but it's not just it's not like a like a general crowdfunded these they're like really truly vetted like okay these people have a true business plan they have a goal of a business to open and it's some small donors but then like medium-sized donors and then even large donors as well Mm -hmm. and marvin liked the idea so much that he decided to become a co-owner a partner with brian and i think that was really part of the big um you know having like a you know someone who has the vision of being a brewery but then also having that business sense i think is was was a big part of the catalyst of the brewery from when they first started. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've both met Brian and Marvin multiple times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think the, um, kind of the, the, the elephant in the room is that esoteric is actually a black owned brewery mm-hmm. and also a Filipino owned brewery. So Brian is, is black. Uh, Marvin is Filipino um, esoteric is one of just two black owned breweries in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincy Brew and Co is the other one and only 60 ish in the U S as, yeah. and that was like, as of a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I unfortunately don't think the number has really dramatically increased yeah. since then. Um, but five of those are in Ohio, right? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Five out of 60. So we have, you know, uh, we have a good it? portion yeah. of them, <laughs> like ten percent, you know, yeah, almost ten percent, just in Ohio, um, in the U.S. So, um, and that's like I think that that, I mean, we of course are are two white people, and we want to mention that, but the thing that I love about esoteric is that it's not like they're good because they're good. It's not that they're black owned or Filipino owned or anything like that. They are good, just that's the end of the question, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, not that it, not saying that it doesn't matter, but they're, first of all, they're a good company. It's really well run and their beer is fantastic. I mean, we've, I think I've said this 33 times, <laughs> the beer is fantastic. And that's, I think the biggest part about it is that, you know, uh, Brian has said multiple times, like less than 1% of the brewing industry is, you know, is black from like brewers, bartenders, servers, anyone connected to the, to the craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. And he, that's been a big part of what he's wanted to do is like really bring, you know, craft beer to, you know, to the, to the masses, but also, you know, incorporate like some more, you know, black owned people. And, and also, you know, you go to the brewery and we've, we were at a brewery yesterday and we're like, Oh, this is all white people yeah <laughs> and you but you go to esoteric and you never feel that way you feel like there are people of color there are people who you know might be have different alternative lifestyles and you never feel like like everyone is welcome there i think is the yeah. biggest and it's easy to say that but it, it really is truly the the case at uh at esoteric yeah it's important to mention because it's important to support black owned businesses and like you said they're 
they're one of the best breweries. So yeah, it's important to yeah. mention. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to, uh, we do normally shout outs on my other podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> this is not normally a shout out podcast, but so esoteric Cincy Brewing Co is also in, in Cincinnati, of course. Crafted Culture up in Columbus. Um, I've been to that one. They're really good. Ailmatic and Huber Heights in the Dayton yeah, area. We've both and been to that one. So I've been to four out of the five in Ohio. I have not been to Black Frog, which is up kind of by Toledo area. Um, one of the cool things during February, which is Black History Month, Esoteric featured beers from all the other four black-owned breweries, like one per week during uh, Black History Month. And I yeah, it's like was a cool. guest tap. Yeah, it's a guest tap. And also like you know, support to support each other. Right? Yeah. And like that, I think that was a, a really cool thing. I, yeah. That was when I realized that there was only five other or five total black owned breweries in Ohio. I thought they would be rotating the taps like every couple of days, but nope, it was pretty much just one per week. So, but it's a cool, um, cool thing they did. Yeah. I also, um, earlier in the month got to go to a influencer event <laughs> and try, uh, their Carnival, Carn- Carnival Kolsch. Um, and that's the type of beer. I mean, they're not like hanging their hat on IPAs and they're like, hey, come try our Kolsch. This is delicious. Yeah. so good. Yeah, that's and a good one. that beer is just so easy to drink. And like I would have seven, eight, nine, ten of as many of these as you would let me drink. But yeah. it's just so good. Um, and yeah, the, the beer so... Um, a little bit more about the background of the brewery. So that when they started with uh, Wonder Fund, they I think it was for like five hundred thousand dollars that they got like from crowdfunding. Um, they had one hundred and fifty ish investors. Thirty five percent of those were people of color, which I thought was really cool. And that yeah. they noted that twenty six people residents of Walnut Hills, and I, that was also I thought amazing. And that mm-hmm. people are supporting local and people that can walk to the brewery, people that can, you know, it's right down the street from me. Um, that's such a, and we, we've had this conversation too of like the neighborhood that we live in does not have the same like community feel of, of Walnut Hills, even yeah. East, like even Walnut Hills, East Walnut Hills, like they have a redevelopment fund and they're always trying to improve the neighborhood. And, um, you know, we, we lived there and we loved it. We, we, don't live there anymore yeah. but we still we're go still back. close <laughs> yeah we still go back often and and make sure that um you know we we're supporting not only that neighborhood but the the businesses there as well well also to that building that they're located in the paramount building is a really amazing building but it was abandoned for a very long time um so i think uh the neighborhood was just super excited that it was you know once they started renovating and getting tenants and yeah. Since yeah. this like seventies, I think it was like wow. Not like nobody had, had been in that building. And we always like walked past it and ran past it mm-hmm. and drove past it and we're like, that's such a cool it's, building. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's right on like kind of like main and they call it like Main Street or like second downtown of Cincinnati. And I always love like the stories of of you know back in the in the day when Cincinnati had true streetcars driving through. Um, there was a, at the Paramount, and then there was a grocery store or bar or something. And the owner paid the streetcar drivers to say, you know, last stop Walnut Hills or last stop, uh, uh, Paramount, Paramount corner or Paramount building or something like that. And, and, you know, everyone would get off and of course spend their money in Walnut Hills and not go any further. So, um, I don't know if that's like true, but it's, 
a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's probably like the stuff of legend, but um, yeah, the, the logo. So you might notice their logo. If you um, see on the, I always post on the, on the podcast, uh, they have one of the best logos I think that I've seen. Um, it's a Lotus flower and, you know, of course with esoteric and, and like they're almost like, I always think of like, roaring 20s when i see their logo and it yeah fits perfectly with their you know with the building that they're in um, but the lotus flower represents enlightenment and beauty overcoming adversity um, according to esoteric but uh, i i i think that it's a, a very unique uh unique logo and it fit, it seems to fit them really well um and yeah one of the first things i remember when we first became aware of the brewery was Brian saying that it wasn't going to be a typical tap room yes. experience. And of course you think like, well, maybe I, I like that typical tap, like warehouse style and, you know, high ceilings and, you know, very like ping pong tables, ping pong, and ping pong tables. <laughs> Cornhole. Yeah. And like, um, very like almost industrial feeling and like a, how a lot of breweries are. He said, I didn't want that or he did not want the brewery to, to have that feel. And it was hard to like, more of like a, I always thought like more like a jazz club or like a refined yes. space. Um, but it definitely, they definitely came, like they brought it to life in the, what they thought. Like they have unique spaces, like unique seating styles. Like they have mm -hmm. um, like the the comfortable, almost like booths with like yeah. the small round tables. They have a, they do have a big open tap room, which I, it's a little bit more open than I think I maybe would have anticipated. Yeah. I don't know if part of that's just because they opened in 2020 and haven't filled their space yet, but it is very open. Yeah. yeah it's that's very true. spread out, which is good. Yeah. I never even thought about that. That's a great point, but yeah, they have, um, low mood lighting, like especially in the evenings and early evenings, um, what they call like lounge seating, which I think is a perfect um, example. Again, like what you would expect in a, in a jazz club. Like, yes. Um, uh, booths. And they look like they're, as Marvin said, like they're straight out of like the 1930s. And I think maybe even like the 1920s. Um, but it definitely is a different feel from a traditional brewery tap room. Like it's, it's a unique space and it's, it's yeah. more of a vibe than a lot of places. Yeah, I can't think of any other tap room that is similar in the Cincinnati area. Yeah. And they also have um, a great outdoor space. So they basically uh, put their patio in a parking lot is what it is. But um, they did a great job with that space outside. Yeah. I think especially the very first time we went there, we sat at like Adirondack chairs. And mm -hmm. like, you um, love an Adirondack I chair. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> But we sat there and like they had like tables in between and it was just like basically sitting in like someone's back. Like, yeah, reminded me of sitting in our backyard. Yeah, we've been there when it's like a little bit chillier out and they've had fire pits and it. Yeah, they did a great job yeah. um, with, the, you know, a parking lot, a blank canvas. Yeah. So my favorite part of the tap room, though, that I think is still is um they they kind of have like a nod to the beer nerds is the open brewing oh yes like you can see their their brew house from so the brew house is on a lower level but you can like there's like a big viewing area of it and you can see and look at you know look at all the the brewing space which is just to remind you that you're in a brewery right I yeah think that's like a good like 
that was a, a really cool touch, I think, to be like, okay, yeah, you you might feel like you're not in a brewery, but you still are in a working brewery. Yeah. And I think that it's like, it makes you like reconnect to of like, okay, like you go to any other, any bar and you're like, okay, well, maybe even if it's local, it's, you know, whatever, they start to bring it here. But if it's a, if you're in a brewery and you literally see the brew house, you're like, that's where they made this beer that I'm drinking. And it went. 20 feet i think yeah. that's a big like you it even like subconsciously like you still connect with that that little piece of like okay that i mean that's as local as as you can get it and and really truly um supporting like hey the the craft craftsmanship of of making beer yeah um they do have a lot of unique events and that's i think one of the other things that's really like driven a lot of people to uh, to esoteric i think we've gone there at least once when they had a, a drag show yeah on my on. birthday was that your birthday yeah and okay. i ran outside because i was afraid you were gonna tell the drag queen that was performing that it was my birthday <laughs> and the introvert yeah. in me ran away before you had the chance to do that <laughs> yeah, definitely would have would have uh, been like yeah it's it's her birthday come over and like give her a dance and, and all that fun stuff so um that yeah so they've done unique events like that they've they have live music a lot of course and um one of the things that i that really like i thought was cool was they did a mobile black wall street during um, juneteenth last year and i think they're bringing it back this year in 2022 um but the other thing that just this week as we're recording this they just had um and i was hoping to go but they had uh, what they call tapped in talks where they partnered with Rangeist and um, to help, they called it a harmonious speaker series where they uh, team up to help aspiring Cincinnati entrepreneurs from historically marginalized communities find the resources to make their business dreams a reality. Um, they released a beer called Harmony, which is a red rye IPA, which sounds right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, um, the part of the proceeds went to Mortar I know that Brian was a mortar alum um, early on in his career. And I think that they're just doing unique things like that. Like they have a running club where yeah. they run around Walnut Hills and like, you know, true Walnut Hills, yeah. uh, which we've done a couple of times and, and been a part of their running club. And, and um, I don't know, like what other events have you, have you seen that they've done? Um, recently, I don't know if it was just in the month of February or they've been doing it in the winter, but they've been doing like, I think it's like city flea associated type events where vendors can come in and sell homemade type things that you would see at city Your flea. Wares. Yeah. Pop up. Yeah. <laughs> pop up. Yeah. It's like pop up shops. Yeah. Um, they've been doing that recently. Um, yeah. It seems like there's always something going on. Yeah. I mean that, and I think that's good because they're drawing different people that are not like the brewery, you know, the beer crowd, yes. the beer nerd crowd of like this is what I want. You know, I go to every brewery, which we have been to every brewery <laughs> in Cincinnati, but they're drawing like the community in and saying, okay, also we have beer yes. versus being, you know, a brewery that's. But they're doing it both ways, I think. Well, and also, obviously, we're about the beer, but I, they do have other drinks that are not just beer, too. So it's, I haven't had any of those. I, well, I haven't either. <laughs> but, know. you know, when you have events like that and you're trying to draw in a different crowd, you know, sometimes craft beer is not approachable to everyone. So yeah. there's options. 
they've done that. I think you know they. I think they have like may, maybe like wine. I think they have wine, wine, but also I feel like they. I don't know if they have liquor or not, but um, I do not know. I think they've done a good job of having beers, and I hate this word. Like I know some people say crushable, but approachable. like approachable, approachable, <laughs> because but. It, I think that's like we had this conversation again yesterday. Like if you have a quote unquote approachable beer and you come in and it's like subpar and people are typically your Bud Light or Stella drinkers and they come in this and it's not that good. And they're like, well, that's not much better than my Bud Light or my Stella that I have. Really? What is that? Like, is that a net negative a net positive to like the craft brewing industry? The beers that they have that are, quote unquote approachable. I say like lighter or like even like session beers. Yeah. I feel like session is a good way, but session can have like a negative connotation of like I'm drinking all day. Right. <laughs> so um, they have like, I think a w- the best way to say what their style is. They have a wide variety of styles. Yes. That. Yeah. Well, because even as two beer drinkers, when we see a tap list, that's all, 10% or above pastry stouts and triple New England IPAs. Like that's kind of a turnoff. Like I don't want to drink yeah. all that all the time. Even if those are the, I mean, the beer nerd beers, right? Yeah. That, you know, all oh, these are high rated on untapped, which. Which maybe means that's nothing. A, maybe that could be an episode of like, <laughs> let's go and see like beers that should be rated higher on untapped. Yeah. Like, these like world-class beers that are, I always think like a, Brink, their uh, which is another local brewery, Moosey Milk Stout is like already like a three point six. Oh that man, time, um, which I I need to check, but it's like maybe the best technically made beer. And yeah, that's surprising and, because even I mean Brink is known in Cincinnati for being one of the best, so I would be surprised by that. I'm looking. Okay. Three point nine. Okay, so that's okay. Good. Why not? That's good for a milk because they've won some more awards, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their other beer that's won multiple like medals is Hold the Reins. That's a three point yeah, seven seven. So we'll have to do a brink episode um, if I'm invited back. Yeah, I did. Uh, like one of the earlier episodes with was Brink. Um, oh, sorry. I mean, we can do another episode uh, <laughs> as they're they just hit five years um, last last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And we went after I did a tater tot eating contest. Um, do not recommend if you have never done a tater tot eating contest, but you don't, you don't need, probably don't need to do one. No. So just FYI. <laughs> um, I always, and like, you know, talking about the beer, the, I think it's like, a, you have to do it, but there are, most popular beer mm-hmm. is an IPA. <laughs> so, of course. Um, but again, I think that's like, Hey, we, we want to brew an IPA. We feel like, you know, we can do an IPA. Uh, but w- I like that they did a traditional West coast style IPA. It's called Lotus. It's like their, their flagship beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you go into some of their other beers, uh, Kalima is, is their second most popular beer, the coffee cream ale. 4.8%, um, nothing too crazy. It's going to, in terms of ABV, but it's a definitely a beer that the more that I drink it and the more times that I drink it, I get something different out of it every time. And I'm like, I have like a different experience, which is, is weird. It's so good. That's yeah. my experience every time. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned, and yeah, 
I mean, just on the nose, like, you know, being a, a bourbon snob. Yeah. Uh, but just like Give us some tasty the, notes. <laughs> the, the, it has like that, like coffee, but not overly bitter. And it does have lactose in it, which makes it a little bit, it like makes it a little bit more approachable for a coffee beer. Like it's not that like crazy bitter coffee that's like going to make you like, you know, pucker your lips you know, or anything like crazy. Perk you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like, if you do a coffee beer that's, a lighter style it makes more sense to do that that it's like the coffee is not going to overpower if it's a darker beer i think maybe you don't have to do that like yeah. lactose with it um i recently had their Carn- carnival carnival coat kolsch that which, one's good yeah well, i think had i had it. that at oktoberfest yeah, randomly you had it like a while yeah. ago and, um i had never had it at least i don't maybe like tasted yours but you I had probably did yeah so good it was really good um, I mean, I've never had a bad beer from them, of course, but yeah, I even, and that's the thing too, that this is a brewery that isn't even two years old yet. And they came out of the gates just with great beer from the beginning. Like yeah. They had five or six beers when they first started and all the beers that they had when they first started were good. Were re- but that's also like, I think a, a product of Brian having been a professional brewer previously and not like. Not yeah, he wasn't like a home like, brewer. Yeah, not to like crap coming on in. home brewers that because there are some that are amazing that people that become home brewers to, to go to commercial. But he had like the technique dialed in, I think, yeah. previously before he ever started brewing for Esoteric. Well, I think when they opened, we had high expectations, which is unlike us. Normally, when there's a new place, we go in with low expectations and let a place surprise us. Yes. Um, but they were above and beyond our already high expectations. Yeah. I think that the beer that I've been most impressed with from them is maybe the first beer that I had from them. What's it that? Ethereal. Oh, I was thinking about when I was looking at the beers for this, yeah. I like kind of forgot about Ethereal, but they did one with Basil when they first opened. Yeah. I don't know if they've had that since then. Um, so Ethereal is a Belgian blonde, which... I mean, Blondale is like one of those styles where you're like, okay, whatever. But if you're going to do a, a Blondale, do something good and technical. And it's just really, really well done. And it is um, so floral honey sweetness and bubble gum with a touch of black pepper and a del- delicately crisp finish. So think of like a beer that is um, very crisp, but also has some like multiple layers of things going on like sweetness a little bit of spiciness um, a little bit of maltiness just really well like it makes you think when you drink it like you're not gonna drink it and be like oh that's a beer you're gonna, you're gonna drink it and think oh I'm, d- I'm drinking something unique and different here that's mm-hmm. not just like your everyday beer yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um they've done some other like styles that I think are just done technically well. They did uh, the Paramount Porter. That yeah, they um, Dahlia, which is a brown ale. I love that style. That was really good. They did a black IPA. I think I don't. I haven't seen this recently. Um, but when they first came out, they did a black IPA, and you don't really see those as much yeah anymore. Although I had one 
You had one yesterday, but yeah. before that, it had been a while. Um, the Black Bouquet, which was their second brown ale. That, that was they did. really good. Um, yeah. And that was like one of the beers of the can last year. Choculins, they're like chocolate stout. I didn't check that in, but I know that I've had that. Yeah. Um, And it was like, it's a full bodied stout. So it's not like, it's going to give you a full mouth, mouth feel. Um, It like drinks like a meal. I think like it's, it's a beer that um, is, is going to make you feel like you drank a beer. Um, You mentioned Dahlia. Um, They also did a really good double IPA. I mean, I'm just going down through like, Everything that I've had, I'm like, this is good. This is good. This is good. I think that what we're trying to say in short is that all the beers are good. And it's a brewery that like, they're not doing hype beers. Like they're not doing yeah. tons. Like they've done a couple of adjuncted beers like lactose or they've done coffee and things like that, but they're not overdoing it with the adjuncts. And they're just like, we're brewing beers that tastes like beer. Yeah. Beer flavored beer. Right. Like Which... More and more, I think both <laughs> of us are coming to appreciate. Yeah. Um, especially when it's done well. If it's not yeah. done as well, then you can it can get away from you a little bit, I think, if you're like doing, you know, traditional styles that are because it's not easy. It's hard yeah, to it's, do technically well, especially on a on a grand stage. Like you can add a bunch of stuff to a beer and make it taste good. Like add a bunch yeah, of sugar. Sugar, <laughs> sugar flavors. Yeah. 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 But they, I mean, on top of everything else, the beer there is, is fantastic. <laughs> um, the food. Uh, that's what I'm really here to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> I mean, we weirdly have like secretly turned into foodies, I think. Like just you um, and me. Well, we were talking about this last night because both of us cook. So I think we appreciate food and know what goes into most things. Yeah. But yeah, their their food option is top notch. They changed from what it originally was going to be. Yeah. So when they first opened, they had a Taste of Belgium food truck, which was, I mean, Taste of Belgium is delicious. We love Taste of Belgium. Um, One of those restaurants that I... Every time I go there, I forget how much I like. You say, food. yeah, you always say I'm that. Like I like their their food is so good and it's just done well and it's very much like, and it fit well with what Esoteric was doing, like mm-hmm. you know, waffle, chicken and waffles and very simple, like just technical food. And they had a burger and of course all that fun stuff and frites and whatever else. But I think their new food, I think it fits from like a a. Let's say what it is. Yeah, but I think it fits from a like a um, philosophical standpoint, and it's like just it's just really good food. Yeah, Um, they have decibel uh, Korean fried chicken, which if you've never had Korean fried chicken, try it. So good. Yeah. Well, you don't even eat. I should. Yeah, I should preface this by saying I don't even eat chicken. Um, But decibel has a fried cauliflower option that is amazing. They have the other beer up. Okay. The largest fried cheese stick you will ever see in your life. Oh, that was so good. So good. That, not at the, we're at the original location, right? Yeah, I think we tried it. So yeah, we should say Decibel has a location in the Kroger on the Rhine um, food hall. Um, 
they started off there and the location inside esoteric or next their next to esoteric is their second location and then they have a window within esoteric that you can order from um so there's a couple of vegetarian options from them that i've tried but the food is amazing um You've yeah. ha- you've actually had the chicken, so you should probably speak yeah, I, to that. Well, yeah, I had it the last time I went and got. They have like drumsticks, which I think you is, love drumsticks. I mean, wings should not be a thing any longer. Like, they should slowly transition. Like, there's also a wing short chicken wing shortage. Yeah, there's plenty of drumsticks out there, but yeah, the wing drumsticks are so much better than wings. There's a lot more meat. It is like dark meat, and it has more flavor. And yeah. I, but the way that it's like fried, which I have no idea about like the, the technique behind the frying is puts this like, like inch thick crust on the chicken. And then it's like with this like sweet, spicy sauce. Like, well, the, there's the, multiple sauce options, but I yeah. think we get but the like same the, one. The, or like sweet time. saucy, like, like, I don't know even what it's like battered in or whatever. Oh, okay. But yeah. It's like a, um. It's sweet and spicy and just, just delicious. It's so good. <laughs> the, yeah, the flavors are just so good. Um, yeah. I did see that uh, since you uh, bruise traveler Matt Damaris just did an episode with uh, the owner of Decibel. So. Okay, so is his the <coughs> name of the company? Is it like so? He also owns Dope and. Lalo and no, he owns. Um, oh yeah, it is dope. Sorry, I apologize. He owns dope, but not Lalo. Not La- Lalo and there's another one. Hewitt. Yeah. Hewitt. That Lalo is like That's, part of Hewitt. Okay, yeah. but um, dope. Yes, and Decibel are the same company. Yes, and dope. And dope is also amazing. Is yes, um, like dumplings and just, yeah, yeah deliciousness um anyway but this is a this is a beer podcast not a food podcast (laughs) the sensi foodie pot sensi foodie adventures yeah coming to you but yeah i mean that is such a unique food option and it's it's like a yeah it's not pizza and it's not barbecue so therefore it's very unique for and it's also not like a true brew pub, right? Like it's not right. like a sit down type of thing. Like it's, Hey, I'm here. Oh, I forgot. I need to eat food. I've been <laughs> three breweries today. And, um, yeah, it's just a place that you're never going to be disappointed in their food. And, it's and so good. And it good. makes so much sense to just have that window there. You order your food. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for esoteric. What other, Cincinnati craft beer things or just beer in general. Like what, what else is on your mind? I feel like people need to know the woman behind the man, but like, (laughs) I don't know. Like what's this? Like I, I feel so hashtag blessed that (laughs) like I can go to go with you to breweries and that you're going to, I know that you're going to enjoy them as just as much, if not more than I do. And Having someone that has a shared interest, like I have obviously a different, not not level, but like different type of interest. I think that you are more like... You do all the work and I just show up. Yeah, you show up. <laughs> so you've been to definitely triple digit. Like I'm almost at 400 breweries. Yeah, I don't track like you do, but 
I mean, we both obviously like most of our vacations are beer focused and yeah. you've been to over definitely over a hundred. Oh yeah. I would say because Probably in Cincinnati alone, there's how like yeah. 60 that I've been to plus yeah. most 70, of the ones in Dayton. 70 and then some of close. Yeah. And then I've been to a lot in Columbus. So that's probably a hundred right there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like what do you, what, like, I don't know. What do you, what are you excited about in beer that's happening? Like craft beer. Um, I am excited for summer beer season. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Like we talked about, I'm getting more into like beer flavored beer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just really the lager. Yeah, I'm starting to appreciate lagers, pilsners, um, stuff like that more and more. Um, yeah. I think it makes me also realize breweries that have their shit together that because yes. if you're doing a lager if you're doing a pill you know lagers in general if you're doing those t- style of beers you probably know what you're doing yeah it's harder to hide when, yeah yeah so typically like the a lot of the breweries have uh that that are doing lagers and pilsners and you know th- those style of beers they yeah, might, might not be the hype breweries, yes. but technically are probably some of the best. But what do we have coming up? Do we have anything? I mean, our next trip, we've got, is that what you mean? Like yeah. for new breweries? I don't know of anything really happening in Cincinnati. You're more up on top of that, but there's nothing really big like new breweries Mad we're Tree, waiting to open. Alcove. Yeah, Mad Tree. Is this Mad Tree 3.0? Is that what, can we call it that? I don't know. I have not done a Mad Tree episode yet, so Ooh. I probably need to do Mad Tree. Yeah, Rheingeist was like episode two or something. (laughs) Maybe episode. Maybe when Mad Tree opens their new space, you can do like an all-in-one Mad Tree episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're going to like the New England area in a couple months. That's kind of like on my mind for like what's upcoming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to just have like a totally different area that we've neither one of us like i've done a little bit and so we're doing like york pennsylvania i I want to go to a brewery in york because that's where my grandma lives yeah and i've visited her there so many times about i've never been to breweries there and i think there's actually like one or two cool places there's trope i was gonna say there's big names yeah definitely you know very like bucket list type brewery omagong in um Mm -hmm. uh, cooperstown and then up in Portland, Maine, Oligash Brewing, Oligash White. Yeah. I mean. I just, I let you figure out the places to go. And like I said, I just show right. up. <laughs> we had such a great, I mean, we, I had a, um, I talked a lot about Asheville on, on a previous episode, mm-hmm. but you of course were there with me. Asheville is amazing. We talked about what brew did we talk, Dissolver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Joel, Geyer, and I. Um, talked about, but our Asheville trip, I think like it was nice because we'd hit like the big names, but we went back and we're like, okay, let's go to some of the, like, yeah, some of them were newer and they weren't even there the first time we'd been there. Yeah. And we, I mean, we went to that, uh, Ginger's Revenge, like an all ginger beer brewery. Um, like a lot of like just random unique stuff that like maybe we wouldn't hit like we didn't hit the first time we were there because it's kind of off the wall, but yeah, 
had the chance to go back and that place was really good because I, <laughs> I love gin- I love ginger beer. Yeah, I thought <laughs> like I think you almost like kind of poo pooed it and like what is this and um, but it was so fun. I was like, the one that wanted to go there. But they had not only just like regular uh, everything was ginger beer, but it was like okay dry hop ginger beer. Yes. We have a um, original like s- some of the sweeter stuff, some of the drier stuff. It made me almost think more like wine, right? Like wine yeah, or like, like cider. cider. Yeah, because yeah, um, I think it it was all gluten free too, right? Which yeah. is kind of like yeah, yeah. We have a cider place opening up in Cincinnati, like our first. Cider oh yeah, day. Norwood, right? Yeah, uh, I think it's called Northwood. When's that supposed to open? Do you know? Um, some point this year. I remember like messaging them on. I like tagged them on something on Instagram or something. Or they like, <laughs> they were like competing in some sort of cider competition or cider conference, and was okay. like, "I'm excited for you guys." And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna open soon." So, yeah, so t- TBD. Hopefully <laughs> this year, 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a high wire opening that I think is yes, be, that'll be a while. Yeah, right. They said this summer, but I'm like, oh, there's not a building be. there yet for them, is yeah. there? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm hoping so. Maybe going to run the Columbus Marathon in the fall. And Jackie O's has said mm. that their location in Columbus is like supposed to open in the fall. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. So just run 26 miles and hang out at Jackie O's I'll, afterwards. I, Don't I do it the night before. We'll go there and park myself <laughs> at wherever if it's nice. But I'm if it's nice outside and after running the marathon and yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, that that would be awesome if it comes to fruition. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. So, um, but yeah, the, yeah, we've got, we're always out and about. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to Chicago, which last week's episode was talking about how um, I, I do brewery adventure, like when I plan trips. And I thought that was, that was a fun episode to do, like just different, like, how do we plan? And Joel Geyer, Brewery Travels, went to Chicago this week and was like, all these places that we pl- that we both looked at, we both like independent of each other, <laughs> which you know, beer nerd brewery. Yeah. Nerd, we're like, oh, we both <laughs> we both picked the same places to go to. This is not very much of a of an episode, but um, he told me all the good places and like these. This is where you need to go. So I'm excited to do that with your brother. Yeah. Um, Joe Saunders. Yeah, Joe Saunders, who was on an episode like a month, like a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me in our dining room. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> having me. I I mean, I <laughs> I remember, like I said at the beginning, years ago, wanting to do this, and you were just like, nope, not gonna do it. This and is very finally, outside of my comfort I mean, zone. Know if this is ever gonna like you know make it to the light of day. So we could just be talking into the abyss but well yeah it's for our ears only <laughs> maybe we'll see yeah so thank you so much i mean you don't have to promote anything i know people yeah. promote stuff i have nothing to. to promote at underscore angie mckinney on instagram yes. uh i do post stuff about beer sometimes and dogs and dogs um that's pretty much it i don't yeah. don't have a don't have my own podcast to promote just <laughs> Dogs and beer. Yeah. That'd be a fun episode. Yeah. I feel like, uh, so shout out to Cincinnati Animal Care, Cincy Animal (laughs) Care, doing God's work (laughs) at uh, the the, the pound. 
The pound. You're just going to tag them. With no. <laughs> At the pound. No, but they adopt a dog. I mean, if you want a dog, go to any local rescue group or shelter. Adopt, or like that. don't adopt. shop. Yes. We both, we have, as we sit here with our adopted dog looking at us like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, this is weird. You're talking into these big black mic things and she definitely is like, what's going on? So We, we should do an episode about dog-friendly places in Cincinnati. Dog-friendly yeah. breweries. Um, I have I'm like just a, inviting myself back. No, well... There you go. I have a <laughs> like a I did like research like a couple years ago on that's probably not out, outdated. Yeah. But oh it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially um, like post pan. I mean, we're not post pandemic. We're still living in it, but uh, a lot of places have changed. Yeah. Esoteric, policy. I feel like you could probably take uh, your dog on the patio. On the patio, probably. But please, I do not <laughs> want to be wrong this. about that. So maybe <laughs> check with them beforehand. Um, street side, which is right down the street from us. They are definitely dog friendly on their patio. And extending their patio. Yeah. Expanding their patio. So do an episode there. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to invite myself back for all these. All right. Dog friendly episode. <laughs> We'll get maybe uh, since Animal, someone from Sensi Animal Care. I thought that would, that would be really fun. They have some sort of connection with Humble Monk in Northside. I think it's every Wednesday. Um, David's mentioning this Cincinnati Animal Care because I volunteer there and I was there today. But yeah. um, I think every Wednesday at Humble Monk, they donate a portion of their proceeds to Cincinnati Animal Care. So. Maybe we can go there and do an episode. And They're an amazing place. I mean, yeah. I love them. Every time we go there, we have a great experience. So, That'd sure. Be fun to go there, do an episode, and get someone from Cincinnati Animal Care on. Maybe get a dog on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get, what was the dog today? Uh, that I, oh, um, his name was Kung Fu Panda. They yes. told me he was a collie <laughs> greyhound mix. Uh, um, shout out to Kung Fu Panda. He was, he was a, a good boy. <laughs> a very good boy. Oh. Okay, Love the dogs. Well. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Brew Adventures podcast. Be sure to check out MMAMcKenny.com for all of that's like my hub for everything that I post this podcast, my other podcast, all the fun stuff. Be sure to check out MMA McKinney on all the social media at score at underscore Angie McKinney. It's my beautiful that's wife me. that I love so much. Thank <laughs> you for doing this. And check out Brewery Adventures on Instagram, and we will be back next week with another episode. Remember we were riding in your car? Not thinking about much, didn't get too far. 19 miles to the gas right now. And I never walked that far before. Tastes like candy and cigarettes And at that point Hadn't tasted anything better yet Got that love that can make a man Got those eyes make a man forget Say that you love me too Say that you call every single day